In our last program, we heard from Judge Sam Green, who explained how OCA was frustrating the effort of the Commission on Minorities to obtain the data it needed to complete a full review of the court system and its treatment of minorities. In this program, we'll hear from Jonathan Littman, who was a Deputy Court Administrator at the time. He went on to become Chief Judge. I'm John Carr, Senior Advisor for Strategic and Tactical Communications. Uh, Wachla found that there were many, many uh, minorities in and outside the court system, groups, individuals, who felt that this was an upfront issue. And by uh, this, I mean the treatment of minorities in the courts, minority employment. Um, did everyone get equal justice in the courts? And the chief judge at the time, and I was the deputy chief administrator in those days, Matt Crossan was the uh, chief administrator, um, the chief judge heard the message. And I think it's fair to say that around the country, there was no examination in this period of time of uh, minorities and the justice system and minorities and the court system. While there had been, again, some efforts to ensure that gender, you know, that we were gender blind, um, and I believe Kay McDonald was already um, in charge of that effort uh, for the courts at the time, there really had never been, either in New York or around the country, an effort to take on an issue which today we think is so obvious that everyone gets the day in court. doesn't matter the color of your skin, your, your, uh, 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 your standing in life, your uh, 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 sexual preference, Everybody gets the day in court. That was not clear, you know, in those days, and not an issue. People often, those issues were in the shadows. And uh, Wachla, to his credit, uh, um, uh, heard the call, and it was only one person that, that I think rose to the top. Uh, and obviously, uh, there are a number of people uh, considered, um, but Franklin Williams, was the obvious choice because he had the, again, the credibility, the strength to do it, and yet he was not a rock thrower. That was not Franklin Williams. He was not someone who was yelling and screaming. That was not him in the slightest. Demeanor, distinguished demeanor, called it the way he saw it, um, but not, you know, what you might call, you know, uh, 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 a rabble-rouser. That, that just wasn't his nature. Ambassador Williams uh, never, never uh, demanded anything. He was thoughtful. He talked to, whether it be the chief at the time, Wachler, um, or uh, the commission, you know, that was uh, with him, you know, dealing with it, uh, or, and this was really the, uh, to me, the interesting part, uh, or with the different players in the court system who had to be interfaced with for the commission to do its work. And um, it, it, was, it was always thoughtful, questioning, uh, discussing, and not in the slightest uh, um, uh, yelling, screaming, that didn't mean 
that other people who were a part of this process as it was going along didn't get very heated. And I would say, it's fair to say from personal experience, that it was very heated at various times, but not Ambassador William. Even temperament, thoughtful, considerate, um, uh, and never talked before he, he thought about what he was saying. And uh, that was the nature of this. But around him, you know, and I think it was very typical of his style of leadership, uh, he set the tone. But then the nature of the issues that he was dealing with, um, you know, created, which I think he wanted, uh, some controversy and some, you know, very uh, heated and uh, intense discussions. So, but, but Bastard Williams himself, like this, you know, temperament, very even. I think the mark of the commission, to me, the hallmark was independence. That um, uh, Ambassador Williams decided early on, in fact, the condition of his accepting this assignment from WACLA was that um, the court system would not give him one single dime and that the commission would be self-funded and he had the gravitas to be able to go out and get that funding from different foundations and uh, um, various, you know, good uh, government uh, uh, types uh, to get the money to make this work. And he raised a lot of money. But it was the one uh, condition above all others that he would not take this position unless Wachler agreed self-funded, you know, because he didn't want to owe anything to the people he was basically giving a report to and wanted to call it uh, uh, straight down the middle and not because he had received funding that influenced the ultimate, you know, report. Now, these meetings, were you in these meetings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us about the nature of those and, and what was contentious. Well, I guess it was, um, um, let me cooperate you. Uh, the meetings uh, uh, with the commission with the uh, court administrators, with the higher levels and the, the basic uh, uh, um, workers in the vineyards uh, in the court system, it became a little bit, uh, I won't say a little bit is maybe an understatement, uh, could be very sharp and, uh, and, and difficult. You know, Crossing was a very straight, you know, he just died not too long ago. It's a very straight-laced DA type. And he was, he couldn't contain himself how angry he was. And yet, Wachla basically told him, you fix it up. So I think over time, uh, Frank Williams and Saul Wachla got very much to respect each other and actually bonded during the course of this investigation. And people were coming back to the chief and saying, geez, they're asking all these very probing, uh, intrusive uh, questions. And, um, and Saul and uh, Frank Williams would talk regularly, and I think grew to really not only respect each other, but like each other. And I think the ambassador understood that Saul was serious and not doing this just to get any pressure released. 
And Saul got to understand that um, that the ambassador was a person of his word and had dignity and, uh, and character and that, you know, just permeated his very being. And I think that it's interesting that uh, the ambassador was very sick and died before the report was actually released. And what the chemistry between uh, the chief judge and the ambassador might have been when that report first hit, and it was all the controversy, we'll never know. But it's fair to say that, um, that they did bond, and, uh, and that Wachler knew that he had made the right choice as someone who was going to do this the way it should be done. No, no uh, uh, holds barred, and yet at the same time, uh, um, no, no agenda other than to get the facts, the truth, and to do good deeds. And so I, I think the, uh, um, the chemistry between the two of them was great and uh, in a very difficult situation. And um, as it should be, two people who want to do the right thing, coming at it from very different perspectives as the head of the judicial system, who it's so important that the public have trust in. And as someone doing an inquiry into that same judicial system, and understanding the, the very same thing, that the public has to have trust, but the public includes everybody, and not just one part of our population. So it was a great marriage.